through 21. As we listen again to the admonition of Paul, specifically in verse 18, encouraging us to be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5, verse 18 through 21. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject one to another in the fear of Christ. Amen. You may be seated. With the hope of clarity on last Sunday, I tried to make clear Paul's words in the 18th verse that it is not an optional opportunity for Christians in the body of Christ, but a command and demand that we are filled with the Spirit. He argues that from the imperative mode, which suggests that again, it's not an option that we can explore, but one that is commanded by us in the text. He tells us in the plural and not the singular that it is not for specific persons to be filled, but all in the body of Christ need to be filled with the Spirit. He conveys to us in the passive voice in the text that it is something that is done from the outside in and not inside out arguing that we can't create the filling of the Spirit inside of us, but it's God from the heavens who fills us with his presence. And then it is conveyed in the present tense in the word of be filled, yet being filled, that it is not a one-time experience, but a consistency on a regular basis that we understand that filling of the Spirit is an ongoing process and not something that only happens one time. One might raise the question, what exactly is the benefit of being filled with the Spirit? Why so much conversation and commotion about being filled with the Spirit? I understand at my conversion that I was baptized in the spirit and again I tried to make that point clear on last week that in baptism we are then brought into the family of God but even after being brought there now stands the need for us as empty pitchers standing before God in need of refilling on a regular basis and so now Paul says in this emphatic demanding word of verse 18 be filled with the spirit don't get drunk on the human creation of intoxication because it's only temporal but be filled with the spirit of god which is internal as well as eternal 
It's God filling us with a power that is beyond our natural selves and yet introducing us to the supernatural. What happens when we are filled with the Spirit of God? A couple of things. One, it sort of enables us to release or unload the burdens that we probably have. We come to God on a regular basis probably with overwhelmingly burdens that cause us to be rather slow in the process of walking with God. But the Spirit of God gives us an outlet to be able to unload, release, allow that moment to experience the lifting of the burden from the shoulders and be able to walk in the freedom of the Spirit. It allows us also to reposition and in repositioning we go through the process of unloading, but in repositioning, we go through the process of unloading. That means instead of unloading and then picking back up what we just unloaded, you actually unload what the kingdom of God has to offer. Then the spirit, perhaps arguably in the refilling, enables us to extend our belief that we might experience breakthrough. Because the Spirit of God provides the inspiration to persevere when the burden may seem overwhelming. And yet, <clears throat> when the Spirit of God comes alive in us, there is a power of endurance, a power to persevere and a power to push forward that provides for us an incredible experience where we come to realize we had more power than we ever thought that we had. One story that might help us understand the importance of a further benefit of the Spirit is the story in Exodus chapter 16. It's amazing that in the 15th chapter of Exodus, they, ha they have, uh, from the 14th chapter, crossed over the Red Sea and now they are in the wilderness. Chapter 15 says that they are rejoicing and singing and celebrating the song of Miriam and they are happy that they have seen something overwhelmingly miraculous happen that otherwise could not have happened. But when we get to the 16th chapter, something happens to them internally. They began to complain that they have no food and that they have no water. In fact, they tell Moses that you have actually brought us out here to die in the wilderness. We would have been better if we had stayed in Egypt where there is meat to eat and bread to eat and plenty water for supplies. And yet God takes that moment as an illustrative metaphor to teach us how it is to be filled and led by the Spirit. Moses goes back and talks to God and Moses ends up telling God, we've got a major problem. And the problem is the people are murmuring that they have lacks. So God says, here's my remedy. I'm going to rain down manna in the morning, which is nothing more than small flakes that will come up at the dew. And in the evening, I'm going to give them quail, which is meat, to make sure that they have breakfast in the morning and dinner in the evening. Each day, they have to go out and gather what they need. No one is to take any more than the household requires. 
text says two omars, which is really about two quarts of food each day. You have to do it every day because if you let it stay out there more than 24 hours, it will spoil and begin to breed worms. So each day they had to go out and collect manna and quail. On Saturday they had to collect double because Sunday was a day of rest. If you collected too much, no matter who you were, you were going to suffer spoilage and the presence of worms. Watch this. What God was really doing was letting them now, in the Old Testament, to be led by God, they were led by a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. So every time the fire moved and the cloud moved, they moved. Trusting God that as God led, they would move. God, in return, made it clear you will only get 24 hours of provision because you're going to have to understand to make it on this journey. You got to come back and talk to me to seek to get my refilling of manna every single day. If you try to go beyond that, you're going to find it extremely frustrating and you're going to experience lack. Translation, Paul says that we need to have the filling of the Spirit of God every single day. How? Look what he says in verse 19. He says you need this divine filling every day because what it does is enhance our fellowship one with another. Look what he says in verse 19. He says, speaking psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another. We are speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another. Increasing our fellowship with each other, go back to the Old Testament, no one could take more than what they needed. Why? Because the fellowship of the group depended on the honesty that you are being led by the power of God. What Paul is trying to tell us is when you are filled with the Spirit of God, your fellowship increases and then you are able to walk hand in hand because you are speaking Psalms. Now the Psalms is the hymn book of Israel in the Old Testament where when they went into the temple they would sing an Old Testament song. Sing the song because underneath that is the foundation of reverence to Yahweh. They would sing likewise hymns. Now that's a fast forward mode because hymns are created by heroes of church tradition who have taken their earthly experience and found a text in the Bible that gives credence to how their experience has given them the victory. But we need those experiences. We need the Fannie Lou Crosby's. We need those kinds of voices to remind us of the faithfulness of God. Spiritual songs. Spiritual songs are the contemporary songs that we have created out of the contemporary context of our current existence. So the songs of spiritual songs are more inspirational. 
Now that might seem more like a fleshly, selfish song, but every now and then I need to have some inspiration, someone to pat me on the back, someone to tell me it'll be all right, someone to give me some sense of encouragement, someone to help me mature to understand the importance of going back to God on a daily basis. Now notice the spiritual songs don't last long. They may last about, a, about six months real good, but the hymns we've been singing for the last two, three, four hundred years. Why? Because they are connected to the Psalms. Notice the progression. So as you go backwards, what God is trying to do is get us to go backwards to see where our roots lie so we'll understand every day we need to come back to God and be filled with his spirit in order for us to have accurate fellowship one with another. But watch the second thing. Not only does it enhance our fellowship, but it expands our worship. Look at verse 19 again. It says, singing to one another psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Watch the next line. Making melodies in our hearts unto the Lord. In other words, when we come to worship, there is something divinely present in the place where as if God knew exactly what song I needed to hear on this Lord's day, which causes my heart to be able to sing melody unto God. When you get your song, when the choir sings your song, when that is your song, you know that can't nobody sing that song as if that song was only meant for you. No matter how many burdens you brought that Sunday morning, no matter how overwhelming your life was, no matter how dark it appeared the moment can be, when that song was sung, your heart started singing melodies unto God and your worship expanded. Here's what happened. You were not restricted to the seat to which you were sitting, but when the Spirit of God got into the song, and the song got into you, something got a hold of me and I looked at my hands and they looked new and I looked down at my feet and they did too and I said I wasn't gonna tell nobody but I couldn't keep it to myself. I was going to sit in my seat and just worship God in the privacy of my own heart, but something got all over me, and I couldn't sit in that seat, so I had to run around to release the burden that I had and then to take on the spirit that God has because God has a way of expanding our worship when we are filled with his spirit. So watch the text. Number one, it empowers or it improves our fellowship with each other. Number two, it expands our worship. But watch this. Number three, it strengthens our partnership. Look at what the text says. The text says when I'm worshiping, look at verse 20. I am admonished by Paul in the text to always give thanks for all things. Now, now you got to stop there and just put it in neutral for a moment. Don't put it in park. Just, just put it in neutral and just sit there and marinate on Paul's suggestion. Borrowing a line from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul says, rejoice in all things. 
He has the nerve to tell us to rejoice in all things. Philippians chapter 4, once again, rejoice in all things. And then underscored in verse 13 of Philippians chapter 4 by saying, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So he says, when you get into worship, Understand that as God expands your worship, he's also strengthening your partnership one with another by saying, in all things, give thanks unto the Lord. Somehow he might be borrowing from the psalmist, I will bless the Lord at all times. Wait a minute. At all times, sometimes up. Sometimes down, sometimes almost level to the ground, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Tears in my eyes, heartbroken, life is in a disappointing moment, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Here he is, giving thanks unto God. Why? Paul says it could have been worse. It could have been another way. But if you are able to at least get to worship, if you are able at least to sit beside somebody, that might be a revelation that God gave you favor in the midst of the storm. So he says in verse 19, speaking to one another, watch in verse 21, but also subjecting yourself to one another. Why or how in the fear of God. Christ strengthening the partnership why because 146 times in the New Testament and specifically in Paul's writing Paul lifts the phrase one another Paul argues that we have best to understand you cannot run this race by yourself but you need somebody else whose shoulder you can cry on from time to time, whose hand will pat you on the back from time to time, whose arms will wrap themselves around you from time to time, whose voice will intercede for you from time to time, and whose prayer will assure you of the filling of God's spirit. Paul says that we need to submit ourselves, be subject one to another in the fear of Christ so that Christ remains the center of who we are on a regular basis. So now Paul argues you need the filling of the spirit, number one, for dependency. I need the spirit of God, says Paul, to lead because if I trust myself, I might go down the wrong path. Secondly, I need the spirit of God not just to depend on, but to develop me. Paul says when we speak to one another, we should be in the process of building up, developing one another for the glory of God. Third, Paul says you need the spirit of God for discernment, to be able to discern when the devil is at work trying to trip us up Remember what Jesus tells Peter? Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. I've interceded for you. I've looked out for you. Translation, I've discerned for you. Because sometimes you get so deeply involved in the battle that you forget about the nuances that are around the battle. And so you need that partnership 
people who are interceding. And then finally, that God might bring deliverance, that God might open the door, that God might release us from sometimes self-imposed prisons. But in this text, Paul says, we have a responsibility to pray for one another, to speak to one another, to sing unto one another, to rejoice with one another, to encourage one another, to lift up one another, and to celebrate with one another. Why, Paul? Because this is what happens when the Holy Spirit is alive and well and constantly filling your life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray.